0: From Zamo Digital, welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast with your host, Aaron Zikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey,
1: superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zikowski, and today I'm chatting with Gabriel Ehrlich. Gabriel is a B2B marketing expert and the founder of Remotion, a LinkedIn ads agency based in Tel Aviv, where he has worked with clients such as WalkMe, Gong, Yotpo, Monday.com, and many more. Hey Gabriel, how are you doing today?
0: Doing good. Aaron, how are you?
1: Doing fantastic. So happy to uh, get you on the show. We've known each other for a couple of years now, and it's one of our first chance to really get a deep conversation. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this.
1: Great. So so first and foremost, you know, tell us a little about yourself and about your agency, Remotion.
0: Sure. So I'm the founder and the CEO of Remotion. Uh, Remotion is a LinkedIn Ads agency based out of Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I've been doing digital marketing for, for my whole career and, and you know, performance marketing and B2B marketing uh, for the last 10 years about. And I really got into LinkedIn ads about five or six years ago. Um, and since then, really just kind of doubled down on that and then tripled down on that uh, over the last few years. The agency uh, has grown. Uh, we're about eight people now, uh, all based out of Tel Aviv. Um, and yeah, our, our main focus is really to work with Fast-growing tech companies uh, that want to get their LinkedIn ads right and want to get uh, turn their, their LinkedIn ads um, activities into not just lead generation machines, but revenue generation machines.
1: Right. So in the marketing space, I know a lot of people that specialize in Google ads and specialize in Facebook ads and other specialties. It's actually surprising there aren't that many people that are really you know, focused on LinkedIn ads. So how did you choose and how do you fall into to this, this niche? Because it's a, it's a unique one.
0: Yeah, uh, almost by mistake, I, I can't really say that I was that clever about it. I mean, I was working at an agency um, before, before this one, and I, I had several B2B clients. Nobody was really looking at LinkedIn at the time, uh, and I kept trying to push it. Uh, ultimately, um, you know, I, I just started to play around with it myself. I got a little bit of experience there. And then my first few clients, that was really my, my foot in the door. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that I've just, I think, allowed me to get good at the platform is I just really, really love the level of targeting. And I've just been, you know, playing with that and honing in on that and perfecting that over the last several years. Uh, and then, you know, I, I didn't say specifically that I'm a LinkedIn ads agency until about two years ago. Before that, I was just saying, hey, I'm a B2B marketing agency or b2b ppc agency or something like that mm-hmm. but what i noticed was that the clients that i was you know focusing mainly on linkedin ads for were the clients that i was most successful for so you know ultimately you're you say to yourself hey this is where i'm doing good this is where i'm you know being able to uh do a good job for my clients i might as well focus there um yeah it, it's strange i i think it's just kind of a snowball effect where it's just the, the more experience I get at it uh, the better I the better I can perform there then the better my my reputation becomes uh, and one of the other things that has really helped me um, by focusing on LinkedIn ads is you know a lot of those companies that you read off uh, walk me gong uh, yapo like they probably wouldn't have come to me uh, if I was a facebook agency or a google agency because they would either you know want to do that in-house or they would have done that with another agency Uh, and and that sort of gave me an opportunity when i was just getting started for people to say hey you know this linkedin thing is experimental you know we have google ads people here in-house or facebook people in-house but nobody here really knows how to do linkedin so here here's you know here's a few thousand bucks and, and you give it a shot and so that really gave me an opportunity to both uh, prove myself with some of the best companies in the world and also work with some of the best marketers in the world. So I got to learn from them as well.
1: Right. So kind of building on what you said, so LinkedIn ads do kind of seem like a mystery to people. You know, a lot of people talk about them they say oh, they're so expensive, the cost per click is so expensive, CPMs are ridiculous sometimes. And yet we obviously know that they can work. And, and, and to be quite honest, you know, even here at my agency, Xamu Digital, you know, we've done Facebook ads. We thought it'd be, you know, you know, we do. We're good at Facebook ads, so let's do LinkedIn ads. And we had challenges also. At first, it seemed like it was success. You know, we were getting lots of leads using uh, lead form ads. Um, we looked at the leads coming through. It was the right company. It was the right position. We're feeding them into a really good, you know, um, email drip sequence. And yet, all these re- apparently really good leads were just not turning into good opportunities for our clients. Um, And we were all baffled and, you know, the the client was baffled. We were baffled. We thought we were doing a good job with our drip campaigns, with our nurture, all that kind of stuff. And yet it didn't work. And and I I hear similar experiences from a lot of marketers who who they try it out. They tend to be, you know, smart marketers, you know, paid acquisition, and yet LinkedIn doesn't work for them. So what is it about, I guess I'll ask you differently, how how does a B2B SaaS company make LinkedIn works? What's the difference in the strategy and how does one have to think about LinkedIn ads differently than some of these other platforms in order to make it a success?
0: Yeah. um, So first of all, LinkedIn is not for every B2B SaaS company. And I think that the distinction that I would like to make is, you know, Facebook ads is fantastic if you are targeting, let's say, all marketers or all designers or all HR people or all salespeople um, without necessarily caring that much about seniority or company size or industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's also really great when you're, you know, selling like subscription software that's like no touch or, you know, uh, that you can really activate people through drip campaigns. Um, Monday.com is, does incredible stuff with Facebook ads. Um, Any, any company that you're really doing kind of a SaaS subscription model where it starts at like know, freemium and then $5 a user, $10 a user. Yeah amazing amazing uh with, with facebook uh with linkedin i would say that if your average lifetime value is less than twenty thousand dollars you probably are not going to be able to make it roi positive uh, and that's sort of the, the lower end of things uh so linkedin works a lot better with uh enterprise but not just enterprise there you know some higher ticket mid-market stuff but anything where you're sell- selling. Uh, where the average subscription is going to be at least a thousand or $2,000 a month. Uh, That's where it starts to get interesting. Um, You usually want to have like an SDR driven sales motion where the leads are coming in and somebody is actually reaching out to the leads in order to schedule a demo call. I have yet to see uh, a very successful campaign on LinkedIn that is just driving people to you know to a free trial and then getting a drip campaign campaign to make it work. I, I just haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen you know dozens, dozens of uh, of campaigns and, and, and accounts. Um, I've audited a bunch of accounts. It's, it's very, very rare for that to work. Um, is that
1: because the cost per lead just tends to be so expensive that if I don't think I don't value, think so. Okay.
0: I don't think it's just the cost per lead. The cost per lead is part of it, um, but it, it's something about, I don't know, it, it's something about the users there versus users elsewhere. Um, you know, it, it's also kind of a, it's smaller numbers, right? So on Facebook, you can kind of get, you know, higher, like larger numbers of, of people through the door sure. and they're going to be cheaper in general. Uh, so that might be part of it. In terms of cost. LinkedIn is, is expensive, But when you compare, so just looking at quality, right? Just looking at, if we're looking to target, let's say, um, marketing directors at companies that have over a thousand employees, and let's say you have some industry considerations, let's say, you know, for example, um, and this is something that we see a lot, maybe you're not interested in in targeting agencies and consultancies. And so if you're going to go after marketers, just kind of by definition, you're going to be getting a lot of freelancers and you're going to be getting a lot of consultancies and you're going to be getting a lot of agencies. Yeah. And so if you're, and, and if you're only interested, let's say in directors and not decision-makers, large companies, if you're comparing, let's say uh, a quality, uh, you know, an MQL or let's say just a relevant lead or lead that falls into your qualification metrics, mm-hmm. comparing that uh, from uh, LinkedIn to, to anywhere else, Facebook, YouTube, Whatever uh, Google, it, it's gonna it, it's gonna even out. And actually, go towards the the direction of LinkedIn actually being cheaper. The more your criteria is stringent. So if you say we're only interested in, in Fortune 500, or we're only interested in people from the uh, hospitality industry, or we're only interested in uh, companies that are between 200 and 1,000 people. Which sometimes we get these weird, you know these weird things and and if you're only interested in certain things in terms of um seniorities or job talks the more stringent your targeting is the more expensive it is going to be to get uh get those guys elsewhere right
1: because you'd be i mean we always say on facebook is you're generally having to cast a very wide net to make sure you catch those people but then you're going to get a whole bunch of people you don't want as well
0: exactly so, so you're gonna so you're gonna get more of the relevant people that you want on linkedin for For the most part, and and the the targeting isn't perfect. There are some issues with the targeting sometimes. Uh, One of the most common issues is LinkedIn. um, And this is, I guess, a technical side note for anybody who's listening. Um, LinkedIn uh, will target somebody that that falls under your criteria for any job they have. So for example, if you're targeting CEOs uh, at, um, you know, Let's say banks, uh, and so you're targeting a CEO uh, as a job title, or CxOs so a seniority, or something like that. And banking industry, you will get some of those, but you will also get somebody who is, you know, the CEO of their, uh, I don't know, um, their their own company, mm-hmm. and also as a janitor at a at a big bank. So uh-huh. you, oh, I you, see. You get, so no, they'll no, take
1: that industry from one job listing with the title yeah. from another. Aha, uh-huh. that's interesting. Right? Yeah.
0: And you'll get some of that, and that's it's it's pretty difficult to avoid that. There's some some things that you can do, but it's pretty difficult to avoid those. Uh, and then there's some other things like uh, um, you know if you're only interested in large companies, again, so somebody might and, and you'll see that a lot that somebody they might list that they're an assistant professor at a larger university, and they're also you know an analyst or, or a marketer at something or at a smaller company. And so if you're only interested in larger companies you might get that guy because of that. And makes sense. that happens as well. Uh, but I would say that on average, I would say anywhere between 75% and 80% for most uh for most companies, for most targeting uh, is going to be exactly what you want. Yeah. And, yeah. And I so think that's that, pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean I think I think that's the thing that most people know and can figure out a little bit easier maybe is the fact that Facebook's targeting is, is sorry, LinkedIn's targeting is way more exact when it comes to these, you know, uh, business positions and such. I think maybe the question that where a lot of people struggle a bit more is now that we know how to target them, what should that offer look like? Like I told you before you know, we, we've targeted kind of as you described using lead ads and yet we didn't really get those leads to go anywhere and, and, and become yeah. opportunities. you know so when you're creating campaigns and let's think about maybe different stages of the funnel so like top of funnel cold audiences, What are you going to put in front of people? Is it going to be a lead ad? Is it going to be a webinar? Are you going to send this straight to content, gated, not content? You know, how do you you think about that? And and, and uh, one one more question with that is, are you doing it for brand awareness at the beginning or are you actually trying to capture that lead?
0: So that's a great question. Um, When I start out with a new client, I'm I'm usually going to, if they don't have a long history of LinkedIn ads that I can base that on, I'm going to want to try a few things at first. Typically, the, and the most standard thing is just going to be some sort of gated content play, you know, some top of funnel content, uh, some ebook or guide or case study or something like that. Well, the reason why I want, I want to try to get the cheapest lead possible at first just to test my targeting. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if we're going and we're trying different targeting and we want to see what works, um, it, it, it helps to know who we're actually getting. So the offer there is going to be, you know, download this ebook or something like that. And we're typically going to use the Legion Forms uh, landing pages, unless, you know, unless the company has really, really high converting landing pages, which I've seen, but I'm seeing less and less of, mm-hmm. um, for me to be at least. Uh, so unless, uh, unless that's the case, we usually be uh, we're usually going to be using Legion Forms, which have. A plethora of pl- problems themselves uh, that, that we can talk about, uh, but we'll be using the lead forms, and then hopefully we'll get a, a, a cheap enough lead that we can learn pretty quickly whether or not we like the targeting or not. Um, I'll, I'll also try to gauge the the sort of the, the level of demand in my general audience with some sort of direct response campaign. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're talking about, you know, get a demo, we're usually talking about get a demo in these kind of things, schedule a demo, get a demo. Uh, I do like to run direct response just to see, first of all, what's the level of demand for this offer, right? So if we're talking about, you know, I don't know, some sort of, let's say we're talking about something familiar to, to marketers like marketing automation. So we have a brand new Marketing automation software—it's—it's it's competing with HubSpot, but it's marketing automation software that also work—you know—combines with lead enrichment. I don't know, and that's really cool. And let's say you know we're, we're running ads for that. Um, so you, you would see we kind of have our benchmarks for what that should look like on LinkedIn if that works, and just kind of off out of the gate without any sort of crazy optimization. Mm-hmm. However, higher. Or low that is compared to our benchmark, that kind of gives us an idea of what the level of demand is right now for that offer. And so, if we're getting, um, let's say, a three hundred dollars cost per lead, which is which is about average for for our clients, uh, for a demo request lead, three hundred dollars in you know the North American market. Um, then, then great. That, that looks reasonable. And, and we should be able to do something with that. The lead to uh, the lead to opportunity rate isn't going to be as high as it is for, let's say, Google search, but you can definitely get it to work. And, and once you get those leads in there, that absolutely should be something that should be able to move down the funnel. Getting that to work, though, is, is the challenge. Everybody has that challenge as well. And I don't know if it you know, it's not just with LinkedIn ads, uh, but I know it's, it's definitely a challenge for for every you know for for every B two B company. Once you're driving those leads, um, whether or not they, they ask for a demo, whether or not, whether or not they they download content, moving them down the funnel is um, is definitely uh, a challenge. Mm-hmm. We're doing more and more. I'm, I, I hate I hate using the word awareness, but like. We're, u- we're doing more uh, campaigns that are not strictly lead gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really hesitate to, to, to use the word awareness because, you know, it, there, there's such a, I think, um, a misuse uh, of that term in, in, my, in advertising. And so, you know, usually when a when client asks me to do an awareness campaign, it is a campaign that is not expected to deliver any sort of results and and sort of just like we want to push this thing out of there
1: uh, more branding than awareness
0: yeah and I think even even for the you know for the purposes of branding when you look at a lot of this stuff it, it doesn't necessarily actually you know do the trick um, and we kind of know especially if it's like blog post stuff and, and and people love to do the blog post stuff the problem is it does not make sense to do that on LinkedIn at all. Like never, ever. And you know, if you're listening to this and, and you're a marketer, never, ever, ever post, uh, promote blog posts on LinkedIn ads. It is, you know, yeah, LinkedIn ads is expensive, uh, but it's really, really expensive. If you want to measure the cost of somebody reading your blog post, it is cheaper to get a lead. In general, it is it is cheaper to get somebody to to sign up to your to your content or, or something it's cheaper to get somebody to actually scroll down and read a decent percentage of your, uh, of your content.
1: So what do you recommend instead as a, as a brand? Video.
0: Video. So if you're, if you're, if your intention is for somebody to know about something, whether that something is, you know, your product or the problem that you're solving, or if it's educational and you just want to show off that you, you know, you know, your stuff, or if it's, you know, maybe a testimonial and it's just kind of showing, hey, you know, doing the social proof thing and showing, hey, people like us and we're well respected in the industry. That's great, too. Think about yourself. Right. If you're scrolling down LinkedIn and you see a, you know, um, you know, a content, let's say it's, it's a social proof content about, you know, um, about another agency that, that does design services. Yep. You know, that's, that's nice. You'll, you'll see a blog post and, you know, learn how so and so did. 250x whatever with with our thing, um, it, it you're, you're even if you click on it, most people are not going to read that much. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not they're not going to scroll down that much. They're not going to read that much. Whereas if the video is is done you know well and it's like 15 or 30 seconds, that the main quote that you want people to actually take walk away with, they're, they're going to get that from the video. And mm-hmm. so if you're going to calculate kind of the cost per whatever, like the cost for people figuring out what it is you're talking about with video, it's it's much, much cheaper because you have the message in the creative itself. You have the, the the insight that you want people to take away from it in the creative itself. Whereas uh-huh. with a blog post, people have to click on it and then they have to read the whole thing. So they
1: get all the value right there within the, the post you're promoting, whether, whether I'm assuming whether it's a video, whether it's uh, an image, text, whatever it's going to be, make sure it's just all right there.
0: Yeah. But I, I guess to, to go back to I guess the, the original thing, so back to, I think your, your first question, it, it is something that a lot of people ask, you know, first of all, just cost wise, LinkedIn is expensive um, cost per click, you know, and by the way, it's getting more and more expensive all the time. Uh, since COVID started more and more companies, budgets are going to digital and, and LinkedIn is, is no exception. Um, so LinkedIn's just getting more and more expensive all the time as well. Uh, whereas, you know, I would say the benchmark cost per click was around $10. Now it's closer to $15 uh, for some audiences. It can easily get up to $18 or $20, $25 sometimes. So it, it's really expensive. Um, but if you want to get in front of, if you, if you have a distinct audience, and, and forget it, forget about the performance for a second, mm-hmm. just for a second right we're we're all performance marketers so we can only forget about just for a second but let's forget about the performance just for a second and let's say you you truly have a unique audience that you won't be able to reach you know in in a in a in a good way elsewhere um so you know for example like I you know like I mentioned companies people that work in companies that are above a thousand people or people that work in specific industries or specific uh, job title or really really you know, niche uh, job tasks. Um and, and we see this all the time with, with some of our more technical clients where, you know, they're interested in uh, software developers that have a certain skill or a certain, you know, that they're proficient in a certain uh, language, um, work with certain technologies and work within certain industries. We, we definitely see that, that LinkedIn is the right way to get in front of them. Now, just that in and of itself being able to know where your audience is being able to address them being able to market to them and advertise to them at scale in and of itself is an asset to a company and i would i would argue you know before you're even talking about the performance let's see can we get can we get in front of these guys can we get in front of your audience here and what is your alternative to getting in front of them right Uh, if you don't have a great alternative if, if Facebook isn't working for you, if Google isn't working for you, you know, there are no uh, conferences and, and and there's not much else you can do. I, w- I would absolutely argue just cracking that, just the targeting part of it yeah, in and of itself is an asset. Sure. now let's try to figure out how we can bring them in the door. How, let's figure out how we can move them down the funnel, what's right for these guys versus those guys. Some, you know, some audiences, some people you know, aren't ready. And, and this is a big thing as well for, especially for enterprise, you know, enterprise sales cycles are long. They can be six months, nine months, a year. Um, if, you're, if you're selling to a, you know, to a public company, um, it can be a year and a half just to get board approval uh, for any large purchase. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the time frame needs to be different. And and looking at it needs to be different. Um, And so you kind of have to have a a, a longer view of that. And what we see, number one is is 100%, like these leads are not gonna move themselves down the funnel. So the drip campaigns on LinkedIn, just forget about it. Like they're they're an assist, they're not gonna move the leads down the funnel. It has to be be, uh, followed up with by an SDR. There has to be some sort of work, somebody reaching out. Doesn't have to be a phone call, doesn't have to be email. Um, LinkedIn, you can just reach out to them on LinkedIn, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, somebody's going to have to reach out and say, "Hey, are, would you like to talk? Would you like to learn about what we're, we're all about?" Um, Actually, i want to, clarify,
1: some... sorry, sorry to, out, to clarify on, on, on the demo capture, because it sounds like the majority of, of the acquisition you're doing is is demo requests, right? Um, so w- within that, are, are you? It sounds like you're not using landing pages still too much, even for that offer. You're still going to capture it within the lead form right? Yeah. And that's just it, yeah. my experience. And I'm curious if yours are the same. It's just a lot cheaper doing it that way than saying, absolutely. But, absolutely. But is there, At least they, sorry. Is there, is there a trade-off though on the quality of the, the pre-selling and the knowledge they have about what they're actually signing up for by just being able to see the ad versus being on a landing page?
0: A hundred percent. There is a hundred percent, a trade-off between uh, that and that what we found out over time and, and using uh, uh, you know, analyzing a, a ton of data uh-huh. is that it it works out in the lead gen forms favor. So, having more leads and cheaper leads that know a little bit less is better than knowing is it, better than getting a lot less leads, a lot more expensive leads that know a little bit more. And so, we've done that, you know, over many clients over a long period of time. Um, there are a few trade offs. one would be, you know first of all, there, there's an ease of operations using Legion forms. So if I want to test out, you know, a new Legion, like a new headline, it's, it's really simple. And, you know, obviously it's simple if you're using uh optimized lead, but not everybody is. Some some companies use, um, not what, unbalanced or something like that. But if you're using a uh, WordPress or if uh, your landing pages are, are, you know, they have to go through a developer or something like that, that can be really tough. Um, but you know if the if the conversion rate isn't high enough, and, and I think that's one of the the biggest problems that I have with with landing pages. if it was just that it was expensive, I think we could we could live with it. But because the conversion rate is so low, you have to spend a lot of money and you have to like it takes longer to learn things that way. And so, if let's say you have you know thirty thousand dollars a month, and with let's say the same offer of a, a demo request on um with a lead gen form is going to cost you three hundred dollars cost per lead, whereas with the landing page, let's say it costs you I don't know three times more expensive, let's say it's nine hundred dollars cost per lead, let's say let's say it's it, it's even better, let's say that you know the the lead to meeting rate for the legion form is 10%, right? So that's a $3,000 meeting. And let's say for, um, let's say that for the, the the landing page, it's, you know, slightly better. Let's say uh, better, uh, I don't know, uh, $2,700, something like that, $2,600. Okay. Something like that. Uh, even then, I, I prefer the, the lead gen form, just try to optimize it so that it gets better because what, what we see with, I'm just kind of pulling up my calculator here. So what we see with, um, with the landing page. So like, let's say it's, it's, it's a $900 cost per lead. you are spending $30,000 a month. That's only 30, 33 leads per average on yeah. average uh, in a month. So like one on average every day. And as you know, one on average every day means you have a bunch of days that have zero and you have a bunch of days that have two, and you have a bunch of days that won, and so like you could have a good three or four days with no leads, and you're not sure if something is wrong or not. and, yeah. and that's that's kind of the situation that that's yeah. really tough. So if if you can afford to, and you're spending maybe a hundred thousand dollars, and you're okay with you know getting a lead at nine hundred dollars, and that's I think one of the other problems as well is that even if it like let's say it even uh, evened out, let's say it was exactly the same. Uh, three thousand or even two thousand dollars cost per meeting for for legion forms, and two thousand dollars for for with the landing page. You know, all else being equal, I prefer the landing page, right? right. But what ends up happening is, you, if um, you're getting a lot more leads with the legion form. Unfortunately, we still live in a world where the you know the main KPI that uh, that our clients are looking at is is volume of leads, sure. and so you know, hey, what happened to the lead volume? We were doing uh, 100 leads a month. Now we're doing 30 leads a month. Right. What's going on? are going to push oh, back the
1: sales team because we've seen situations where we're going for that, you know, slightly volume and balancing out volume and quality of leads where the sales team just isn't really excited about dealing with our leads. Mm-hmm. Um, versus if you can get that higher quality lead that you're, you know, I guess kind of the trade-off, you know, the form versus the, the landing page, but that the sales team is more interested in dealing with a certain type of lead and, and doesn't really want all your, you know, paid acquisition leads.
0: Uh, sales teams need to grow up. Um, no, I'm, <laughs> no I, we hear <laughs> that agree. a lot as so, well. But um I mean look, if if you are um, if you're an SDR or or you're responsible for sales and you know you have enough leads, let's say, from the website and word of mouth and, and direct, organic, all that stuff, that's great. You're you know, your 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 stomach's full, you're well fed, and and you're not gonna be as excited about you know, social leads, um, whether that's LinkedIn or Facebook, my, my guess is. Um, I have two recommendations. Recommendation number one, and I think this is the smartest thing that any team that has SDRs can do, is separate. I mean, first of all, you should be separating inbound from outbound for sure, 100%. But even within inbound, I think you should be separating between, you know, organic search, um, you know, direct traffic, and then um, any, uh, within the paid search, you should be separating brand and generic, and then yeah. everything else that is paid uh, social should go to one guy or one girl that's just dealing with those leads. Because what I've found is that SDRs are incentivized to to do something. Usually, it's to book a meeting for the AE right. and when they kind of get wind of some leads converting at a different rate than other leads, whether consciously or, or not, probably not, uh, sorry, probably yes, um, they, they prioritize. Sure. The problem is what they don't understand is, hey, these leads cost a lot of money to, to get. The other thing that they may not realize is like, you know, this is how we grow. This is how a company grows is by finding an engine for growth just turning those leads that have done their own research that have, that have, you know, Googled you and, and asked a friend and, and they've, you know, read your website inside and now, yeah. now they're going to the website and they're asking yeah. for a There's demo a there. versus somebody who, you know, they just, just heard about you for the first time. Obviously it's going to be easier to get that lead that did their own research. They did all the work for you. Yeah. That lead that just indicated a very slight amount of intent to learn more about you guys, yeah, that's where you're going to have to earn your supper. You're going sure. to have to to help this guy understand why they should be talking to you, why it's interesting, what the value is, um, you know, what kind of solutions you, you're solving for. And so, yeah, of course, it's, you know, if you're selling ice cream on a hot summer day and somebody's coming up and, and, and they want to buy ice cream, obviously that's going to be easier than selling ice to Eskimos, right? Sure. So you know, it doesn't mean that, that you can't and it doesn't mean you shouldn't. And I think that what us and it's not even the SDR's fault. It's, it's the head of sales. They need to understand that there is um, there's a limited amount of people who are going to be uh, coming in through the website that are going to be uh, coming in through, um, you know, through, through direct traffic. Yeah. And That's why we do paid acquisition. Yeah, and, and and the acquisition ultimately is where the growth happens. Sure. The, the other thing I want to touch on, and um, I think it's it's important to mention as well. Uh, I don't think people realize how much that uh, paid advertising, whether it's Google or LinkedIn, has uh, a halo effect. And what I found is that when I am when I'm doing LinkedIn ads for a company. That has never done anything else that like they usually that they have like zero leads basically and you're working with a with a with a fresh uh, canvas what we see is that there are a ton of leads coming in that are unattributed yeah. a ton yeah. and you know when, when it's a large company that they've been around for a while and they've been doing a bunch of stuff so you know and they get an average of uh, I don't know, 10 or 50 leads a day so they're not necessarily going to feel those unattributed leads and they're going to say, Oh, cool. You know, this yeah. lead came in they asked for a demo from the website. But what we see a lot of is that those lead people will see an ad. If they get it, what you're all about from the ad, they might not click on the ad, but they'll say, Oh, cool. Uh, you know, um, this company solves my CRM problem. Interesting. I have a CRM problem, but I don't really want to click on their ad because I know I kind of know how that stuff works now. And I know yeah. once I do that, they're going to follow me all over the universe. And I don't want that to happen. So they go and they Google and they read reviews and they check out the LinkedIn page. And they, you know, maybe they ask a buddy and their buddy says, like, oh, yeah, I've been using these guys for years. And, and that's really cool. Right. And so then they go yeah. to the website and then they ask for a demo. And, you know, that's the o team. SEO team is high fiving itself. Right. But this is, this is hundred yeah. percent from, we've from seen the same thing
1: with, with paid ads, whether it's Google or Facebook or other platforms has the exact same effect. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's an important point so, for companies to remember.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so important. And I, I think one trend that I'm seeing is more and more um, marketing departments are looking at, uh, at, at the, the effect of advertising at, uh, more holistically. So they're looking at the total spend and then the total volume of leads and the total volume of meetings and, and you know, opportunities and, and pipeline source to marketing as a whole. Because, you know, there's no such thing as, as real attribution in B2B. It's just non, non-existent. This is not e-commerce. Even e-commerce is, is tough, but it, it, it's, it's impossible to get real attribution. And when you actually ask people, and this is fascinating, when you actually ask the leads, you know, where have you heard about us? Right. They'll give you reasons that are not what is listed under their CRM as, as their UTM underscore source. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as black and white. And they might, you know, it might say, you know, Google search or it might say direct or it might say unknown. But they're going to say, oh, yeah, I see you guys all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, my buddy told you about uh, told told, yeah. you, told us about you. Or you know, I oh, I worked with you at our last company. Okay, that's really interesting. How did the last company hear about you? Oh, from Facebook ads or from yeah. LinkedIn ads?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, attribution is definitely a, a funny thing, and I, and I think we have to look at things very loosely. Which actually leads to one of my next questions that I had here prepared for you is, you know, iOS 14. Obviously, in the Facebook world, like you know, it feels like the sky is falling, and everyone's
0: talking about it. How is it affecting things in LinkedIn world? Well, for me, not at all because
1: because <laughs> you lead forms.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And that's, I mean, I think that even when we're doing Facebook ads, we're doing most of the lead forms. I don't, I don't want people to leave the the platform for me to get the lead. Um, and it, that there, there's some disadvantages to that for sure. But at the end of the day, the guy's the guy, right? The intent is the attempt that doesn't change the intent or the guy, what the landing page does sometimes is convinces. Mm-hmm. But if you're ending up with more people, with the form with the legion form than you would otherwise that just gives you more of an opportunity to convince. That's how I see it. Right? So, so if you're sorry, go
1: ahead. So, sorry. Um, I mean, I had a question about the form I wanted to ask before, but now you brought it back in terms of qualifying people with, within a, a native form, LinkedIn, theoretically could be Facebook. Also, you know, what's the minimum you're asking for in terms of the fields in the form? And are you adding questions in there to, to qualify the quality or the intent a little bit, you know, other than just you okay. know, basic, you know, name, phone, or email.
0: Yeah. Do you want to know what my clients want or do you want to know what I want?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure I know what your clients want, which is probably every question you could possibly ask. <laughs> and and, and, and w- let me ask you this way. What do you guys settle on in the middle and what do you guys typically do to get to those results?
0: So the, the fun thing about LinkedIn is it's probably one of the only places where you can get a lead from somebody and then go to their LinkedIn profile and then fill in the blanks. So mm-hmm. all you really need is their first name. Uh, sorry, not the, their first name and their company name and their job title. You can I obviously see their profile. You can just ask for their profile. That's all you really need. And, you know, it actually gives you all you need to reach out to them as well, because you can just email them. And, and that's an experiment that I did for myself. I was just kind of, um, Try, tried running LinkedIn ads for the agency a few mm-hmm. months ago. And all I asked for was first name and uh, LinkedIn profile. Really? And I got, really high conversion rate, really cheap leads from exactly the kind of companies I wanted. And I just, instead of trying to call them or email them, I just sent them a LinkedIn message. And we got a higher response rate than most SDRs get with email or phone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's workable. Wow. For sure. That's workable. What I, the other thing I found, and, and this is another really interesting thing, I guess this kind of goes back to your original question of like, Hey, you know, why aren't, you know, why aren't these leads moving down the funnel? The first week I was doing that, I was really excited about it. And I would write to these people the moment I saw a lead come in and I would get, I think I had a 50% reply rate to my, to my emails because they clicked on a thing and then and they get a message. Yeah. Um, the next week, I you know I got busy and I got bored and I wasn't as excited about it. And it took me a few hours the next day or something like that. That number dropped to like five percent, right? And so, I mean, what, what what's the moral of the story is that there are all these indicators that are not necessarily have anything to do either with the targeting or the creative or the platform or the cost, but with the follow up. And the follow-up in B2B is probably the most important thing uh, because we can get, we can get the right people at the right companies to sign up for stuff, especially if it's content, you know, if the offer is like, Hey, we have something interesting for you to read you can get a lot of people to sign up. Um, how are you responding to that? What the follow-up is, you know, and, and here, here's another really, really important point. Um, when people are, are, when people are signing up for a demo request in paid social, whether that's LinkedIn or, or Facebook, mm-hmm. um, unless it's from a retargeting ad and we know for a fact that they're familiar with us, they have not just signed up for a demo request. They have signed up to learn about a demo request. Right. Uh, people really don't uh, realize that, and so when the SDRs, you know, following up with an email or a message, it's like, you know, here's a link to my calendar leave for you to schedule that demo, and then they're like. What are you talking about? What is this? And so, yeah, one of the big trade-offs from Legion form to landing page is they don't necessarily know exactly what you're, what you're selling here. Um, But that's, that's hundred percent what, you know, the email is for and what the SDR is for. Um, You know, if if the landing page does that job and and is convincing and then they still do it and they sign up for a demo and they show up for the demo, that's great. Uh, But yeah, that, that, that doesn't happen that much anymore. Um, landing page conversion rates on LinkedIn are in the vicinity of half a percent to one and a half percent. Uh, yeah. And with cost per click being what they are, you can, you can imagine how expensive that is. So really tough to make that, to make that happen. Uh, so I would much rather just get the cheapest lead possible uh, and work and have the SDRs have the work the leads. Uh, obviously, that's expensive, and it work. You know, it, it isn't. Um, it isn't one size fits all solution for everybody. But I think that that is the the fastest way to grow. Um, if you are, you know, if you're trying to get uh, demos and, and opportunities, that's that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my, you know, when, when I actually see the machine in action, I see uh, companies that are that are working with these leads and, and turning them into pipeline. That's what they're doing. They're reaching out. And they're scheduling demos like that.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Um, Awesome. You've demystified I think, a lot of the uh, things that people are wondering about and struggling about with LinkedIn ads. Um, I know you got a hard start pretty soon. So let me um, quickly, we got a lightning round we usually do. Five quick questions, five quick quick answers, um, and then I'm going to let you bounce and uh, get on with your day. So first question, uh, what's your personal situation? Single, married, kids?
0: I am not married, but I'm in a a long-term relationship and we have three kids. Okay, Awesome. Um, what
1: book would you recommend for people to read? It could be a fiction book, a business book. Doesn't matter.
0: I just finished this really, really great uh, book. It's the autobiography of uh, Paul Van Doren. He was the inventor of Vans, like the Vans shoes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, incredible business book. Um, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, of, of surf and skate culture and, and and clothing, and I've been a fan of Vans, you know, since I was a kid. And I didn't really know the story, and it's just incredible entrepreneur and incredible business book, uh, really learned a lot from that. Very
1: cool. Um, what's your favorite marketing productivity tool right now?
0: Marketing productivity tool. Uh, wow. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, uh, any,
1: any tool you're using right now, that's just you love in helping your business.
0: Uh, so I'm, I'm getting into Notion if you're, if you're familiar with that, I've tried everything, Monday, Asana, uh, all of that. But yeah. I mean, and it's less for the marketing as we grow as an agency, um, you know, having a system in place for, for all the stuff that we do uh, is becoming more and more important. And uh, I'm trying to find something that really is flexible. Notion is really cool. It, it takes some, you have to kind of- occur. It's a learning curve, but once you get it, it's actually, it's not that long and, and it's really powerful. It's just like some, yeah, it's really a uh, strong tool.
1: A lot of people swear by it. I checked it out and that learning curve keeps uh, tripping me up. Um, who's your favorite marketer that you're learning from these days?
0: Wow. Uh, my favorite marketer that I'm learning from these days... I'm, I'm not listening to a lot of marketers these days, to be honest. I, um, or maybe a
1: business you know, person that you're learning from.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in terms of just my, my own learning. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, i like, I like reading history and autobiographies right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm paying too much attention to what Any, anybody else is doing really
1: cool. That's good. Um, and last question, you know, where can listeners go to, to learn more about you? Uh,
0: my LinkedIn. Um, I'm all about LinkedIn. So follow me on LinkedIn. Um, okay. Gabriel Ehrlich, Uh, E-H-R-L-I-C-H. uh yeah. I, I write there a lot. Uh, I have a newsletter there that I publish every month or so. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. I will um, definitely link to that in the show notes so people can find you easy.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Okay, fantastic. Uh, Gabriel, this has been great. Um, you showed a ton of value and I've gotten a lot of value out of it. And I know uh, the listeners will as well. So thank you very much. Amazing. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by XAML Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.